Welcome back to the Random Theory Podcast. I'm Grace. And I'm Josh. And together we answer curious questions that you guys have about the world we live in. Ooh, Man, that intro like that is just, it's so clean, you know? It's gotten better every time. I think I really like that one the most. That one was nice. I like that you're revising it each one. Thank you. And it's just getting, it's getting better and better. <laughs> Maybe by 200, we'll have just the most incredible intro. I know, right? Well, it's fun because I think we're the only podcast that's completely community driven. Yeah. Where we're answering questions that our viewers have. I don't know another podcast out there that's answering the people's curiosity. They're just coming up with it on their own and doing whatever they're curious about or whatever they found fascinating. But we're listening to the people. So yeah, especially a podcast like this. Yeah, seriously. So if you're curious about something, write in, let us know. We want to know what you, our community, are curious about. Yeah, that's what we're doing. That's why we're here. We're here for the science pals. Here uh, for it. To talk about what you're curious about. So how are you doing? How are things? Oh, I'm good. I'm not in my normal spot. I'm in Phoenix, Arizona right now for the last NASCAR race. You guys know if you've been keeping up, I travel a lot outside of T-Core podcasting, blah, blah, blah with NASCAR. So this is the last race, the championship here in Phoenix. Wow. So yeah, this is it. Exciting. It is. The season's coming to the <laughs> close. It feels like the last day of school. In a weird way. Also, I'm getting over a really, really bad cold. So if I sound different or nasally, that would be why. Well, how are you? How have you been? I'm good. I mean, it's literally the same as it was last week. Just busy, you know, lots of band stuff. We put out our music video. I, I mentioned that last week on the podcast. We've got another song coming out literally tomorrow. Whoa. And a music video for that as well coming out next week. So just. A lot of busy stuff, but all good stuff. So no complaints here. I love that. No complaints. Maybe we're on the up and up. You know, I think (laughs) we are. I think we're I think we're on the up and up. We got some exciting things. Things that are like very interesting for me. Like with the band, but then also T Core. There's some exciting things like in the future that I, I Hope we can explore and I hope we can really do them and do it right and and I think it'll be exciting. Yeah, I'm excited about it. One of those things, yeah, we heard you about the hats. I saw the comments. We did. There was there was many <laughs> comments on YouTube. Uh, I think there was one on Spotify. Some here and there. People said hats. People wanted hats. Yeah, I think we should do like a limited run, like just a very limited run. Maybe you get some special prizes if you order the hat. Like I don't know. I think yeah. it'd be kind of cool and fun. I don't know how we would do it, so we'll have to figure that out. But potentially doing a very limited <laughs> run of like 20 hats yeah and we would package them ourselves write you a note you know thanks for being a science pal number the hat you know one to 20 yeah grace and i obviously getting hats one and two uh because we want the hats (laughs) it is happening i don't we don't know i don't no dates no anything we'll let you know on that but we saw the comments Follow us on Instagram uh, at Random yeah. Theory Pod. Yeah, we'll post for we'll updates. Post there, we'll post. I'm sure on our YouTube. Obviously, we'll talk about mm-hmm. it in a podcast as well. Like in this section, we'll talk about it when it comes up. Maybe we do it around Christmas. Yeah, like if we could get it, maybe beginning of December. We can do it for my birthday. There you go. That's perfect. I like okay. that. We'll look into. I'll you know we'll get into it. We'll figure out how to do it, and yeah, get a sweet science pal hat. I think it'd be cool. Well, 
What are people curious about this week, Grace? You guys are so curious about so many things and I love it because I feel like I'm learning something new every single day. So our listener curiosity today comes from Cohen Tony. They said, hey, my name is Cohen and I've been a fan of the King of Random and listened to the Random Theory podcast from day one and I really enjoy it. I have a topic for you. All right, Cohen. What is it? Uh, It says, (laughs) I want to know about sharks and how they give birth to live babies, even though they are fish. Oh, okay. I didn't know that I needed to know about this until I knew about it. (laughs) Does that make any sense? (laughs) Uh, you know, I didn't yeah. know that I needed to know any of this information until I started researching it because it is fascinating. You know, I get that. When I woke up this morning, I definitely did not have shark babies on the brain. But, but now you do. But now I'm like, well, I got to know more. I got to know. We're going to figure out how sharks have live babies right after this break. This is honestly mind boggling. So sharks have been around for more than 400 million years so long before even the trees on our planet existed these top predators have evolved into over 500 species that come in all different shapes sizes colors and it makes them one of the most unique species on this planet wow 400 million years can you believe that it's a long time that's sharks have been around for 400 million years sharks be old Sharks be old, sharks be scary, sharks be big, (laughs) sharks be wise. (laughs) You know, sharks are just kind of everything at this point. They're just everything. I mean, they've evolved so well that they can turn half their brain on and half their brain off. Whoa, what? Yeah, you didn't know that? Dude, I don't know anything about sharks unless it was covered in the movie Jaws. I don't know anything about sharks. Oh my gosh. Okay, so sharks are to me one of the most interesting creatures because yeah. like this talks about they come in so many different shapes, sizes, different types. And so sharks, they live with half their brain on, half their brain off. Really? Yes, yeah, so they're always like one part of them is always sleeping. Like one part of the brain is always sleeping. Man, I feel like that all the time, but I don't think I should. Yeah, but like isn't that crazy <laughs> that they literally can like They've evolved to such like a distinct point that half their brain can work at different yeah. times. So that's why they're always swimming. Well, sharks always have to be swimming. Otherwise, they die. If they sit I still, have like, heard they that. die. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that they just never stop. They're always going somewhere. Yeah. Which is why half their brain is on part of the time and then the other half is on the other time. Isn't that not insane? Could you imagine if humans evolved to that? I mean, it feels very like economical and smart, you know, to like preserve half your brain, let one do some work, then switch over to the other one, let that one rest. It's crazy. Although I guess in humans' brains, different side, different parts of the brain control different things. So I don't know how that would. Yeah. And I don't know that much about shark brains (laughs) where to know like, does the left side do everything that the right side does? So I mean, that's a question I I have. Yeah, I mean, I guess off the top of my head, I would assume it probably would have to, but who knows? Yeah. <laughs> who knows? Could you imagine if like only your left side was working at some point, so you had to only be creative and then the right <laughs> or, side, you could only be analytical. Like, whatever side that like memories are on, it's just, you just forget and then like halfway through the day, you're oh, like, oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. I remember everything. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I'm supposed to be doing this, that, and the other. Oh, my God. That would be crazy. Okay. So yeah. back to sharks now that we're okay. we've completely gone off the rails. They're fish. But a lot yeah. of people believe they're mammals due to how big some of them can get and because some of them give birth to live young. So fish are aquatic animals and they're among the first vertebrates, so animals with a backbone, to evolve on Earth. And so they're divided into two very broad groups. Okay. So you have your teleos and these have a bony skeleton and a symmetrical tail. Okay. So think of like Nemo. A Nemo. Yeah, I was like, what kind of fish? Like they, their a tail Nemo. is symmetrical. And then you okay. have your elasobranches. And they have a skeleton made of cartilage, which this oh. is where the sharks come in. And this involves mm. the family of like rays and skates. So anything okay. that has like that. Uh, I don't know if anyone here has touched a shark like at aquariums when you're younger and stuff and you touch them. They have like a sandpapery like skin feel to them. And so right. that's a majority of sharks rays and skates have that same like textured outer layer i feel like it being a skeleton of cartilage makes sense yeah just if you like i don't know if you think about especially i mean a shark i could see it going either way but like especially like a stingray they just look like they're not there's there's not (laughs) necessarily bones (laughs) yeah they're just like i mean if you think about cartilage like your nose is made of cartilage your ears have cartilage like that just makes sense. They're just kind of like flowy and whatever, a little gooey. That's uh, so true. Like if you grab your ear, that's pretty much like what a stingray. Like yeah. they're, that's why they're so bendy and like blah, blah, blah. You know? <laughs> just here like wiggling my ear. <laughs> I am too. I'm like messing with my ear. I just think it's crazy that a great white shark has no bones. Yeah. I feel like at some point in some type of media, whether it be a kid's (laughs) cartoon or something, I have seen a shark skeleton. Yeah. And now I know that I'm lied to. I've been lied to. Well, so they actually do fossilize. We're going to talk about that in a little bit because that's how they've been able to discover like sharks being like 400 million years old. So That is true. This is going to be a little confusing for a second. While all Great. sharks are fish, not all fish are sharks. Well, you got me? Well, so while well, all, all sharks sh- are fish, not all fish are sharks. To be very clear, like Nemo is not a shark. Dory is okay, not a shark. Sure. If fish have cartilage instead of bones, like you're asking, Josh, how can they be like, how can I have seen a fossil? So This is for me kind of interesting. And we're going to get into like how live sharks are born in a little bit. But I just think like this for me is just like really interesting. Because if you find fossilized humans or they find human bones or whatever, there's never a nose. There's never ears. Uh, That's a great point. It's always there's a hole there. Yeah. So how can these fossilize? But for humans, they don't fossilize. Uh, I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm glad because it's kind of crazy. (laughs) Also, could you imagine if like it makes sense that like sharks can be cartilage, but could you imagine like a grizzly bear made of cartilage? It feels okay. I don't know if you've seen this movie and I don't know if any of our (laughs) listeners out there have seen this movie. Have you ever seen or heard of the movie Annihilation? No. Okay. Well, it's like a thriller, a little horror, but not really. The whole point of the story is there's a part with a bear 
that has been like oh. mutated by this interdimensional magic. The moment you said a bear made of cartilage, it's this bear, which is like insane and like the scariest part of the whole movie. It's not good. <laughs> it reminds it doesn't... me of the SpongeBob episode with the bear fish or whatever it is. <laughs> the sea bear. Sea bear, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sea bear. You got to watch out for those sea bears. Sea bears. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Anyway, Dude. man, we are like wired this morning. So the shark skeletal system is made of cartilage, which is a clear gristly stuff that's in your ears and mm-hmm. the tip of your nose. That's like what right. it's made of. So in its pure form, cartilage does not fossilize. That's why you don't find ears and noses all over the place. They just disintegrate. However, as most sharks age, they deposit calcium salts in their skeleton cartilage to strengthen it. Oh. So that's why the dried jaws of sharks appear to feel heavy and solid, much like bone. Okay. Yeah. So these are the same minerals that allow most shark skeletal systems to fossilize quite nicely. And so the teeth have enamel, which is why they show up in fossil records. And you're able to find shark teeth because they have enamel. They're not made of cartilage. They're like our teeth. Have you ever found a shark's tooth? I have many, many times. Yeah, same. Josh, where he grew up is... Okay, so Utah... I don't even know how to explain this with it making sense. (laughs) Utah used to be underwater. Millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of years ago. Utah was underwater. And sharks swam in Utah. Utah is this mystical, magical land that makes no sense. I mean, but it's you, like that's, super cool. That's a, that just <laughs> like, described. That's like Utah now and in the past. It's just it yes. doesn't make sense. Yeah, the whole of Utah was underwater, and where I grew up, there was a lot of um, sedimentary rock and also clay, which yeah makes a good area for these fossils to come up to the surface because it just like washes away as rain washes it yeah 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 you would have like these benches you know at the top of a mountain or whatever where the clay would just wash away and leave shark's teeth that's so crazy yeah we would just we would hike the mountains around our town (laughs) and you could find them they would just be laying all over the place these little most of them were really small i never there was nothing like huge sure but yeah i've found tons of but i just think it's so crazy that like in utah you're finding shark's teeth like, I've only yeah, ever found it at yeah. the beach. I think I would be so caught so <laughs> off guard finding a shark's tooth in Utah. Especially, like, down there in southern Utah where I grew up. I mean, like, yeah. south central Utah, which is now considered a desert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm finding shark's teeth. But, yeah, that's how you're able to find shark jaws and, um, like, the, the shark bones and every. I say bones. They're not bones. But the shark cartilage is because its deposit has calcium salt deposits in the skeletal system. I mean, yeah, that is fascinating. I mean, calcium, that's what we have in our bones, but generally, obviously, much larger quantities. But yeah, that's fascinating that sharks have that evolutionary ability to deposit it as they get older. I know. Isn't that like, weird? I wish humans had that. <laughs> yeah. Because our bones tend to get weaker as we get older. Right. Our body just, just deteriorates, but there's something yeah, that stronger. Yeah, it just falls apart. Yeah, just, you know. I don't understand. Sharks are like, nah, I'm getting older. I'm getting thicker. I'm building <laughs> up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think it's even crazy. Like, there's so many shark species we're probably not even aware of. 
There's so many species that we're not aware of, of like everything. <laughs> I don't know. The ocean is like a crazy place. It's scary. I am scared of the ocean. It's not for me. You're like, no, thanks. There's, it's, it's dark out there and unknown. Yeah. Well, speaking of something that's not so scary. Okay. Marine mammals like otters, sea lions. Yeah. Gotta love so them. So these, they're so cute. They give birth to live young just like we do, like right. humans. Yeah. And so sharks, on the other hand, they have a very diverse reproductive model. And I want to be very clear. Okay. Sharks are not mammals. Okay. They lack you know- all of the characteristics that define a mammal. They don't have warm blood, for example, and sharks mm. are fish. <laughs> I feel like after hearing that they gave birth to live young, I could have believed it, that they were confusing. mammals. It's confusing. Yeah, it's yeah. very mammal. Because that's, that's like clear mammal signal, usually. <laughs> you are mammal. <laughs> You are, yeah, you, you got a live baby mammal. I don't know what platypus yeah. are doing, but... Uh, they're just a little confused. They're they're confused about everything. I mean, have you seen one? Yeah. It's, I don't know. But they don't do much, so... That was funny. That was a joke. <laughs> that was a Phineas and Ferb reference in case Phineas no one got Ferb. it. That was funny. <laughs> I love that show growing up. Back to sharks and their very diverse reproductive models. So some species do lay eggs, in fact. They are called oviparous. Okay. So there's oviparous, and then there's others that produce live young, and they're called viviparous. Okay, so we have both. And then there's another one. So we have oviparous, viviparous, and Uh ovoviviparous. Goodness. Yeah, so viviparous live, ones that lay eggs, oviparous, and these oviparous species lay eggs that develop and hatch outside the mother's body. The viviparous species are either placental, meaning they have a placenta like mammals do, Mm -hmm. or they are aplacental, which means they lack a placenta, and this is sometimes referred to as oviviparous. Okay. So this means in an aplacental shark, some species babies called pups rely on the yolk sac for nutrition during the pregnancy, whereas others consume unfertilized yolk filled eggs. Interesting. We're gonna explain Whoa. it a little further, but it's a little it's a little crazy. Fascinating. They aplacental, that's interesting. They just like come out. So our oviparous, which are the egg laying, these are okay. like the skates and some shark species that produce eggs encased in a tough leathery egg case. And a female okay. spe- may spend a long time laying her egg, ensuring they're securely fixed in a safe place. So this can take anywhere from six to nine months before the egg is ready to hatch. So this depends on the species. So features such as a curled tendril, horned, and sticky mucus filaments attach the egg case to a substrate. So this means it's going to be attached to a seabed, a reef, seaweed, something that's anchoring it to it. Kind of like uh, what lays their eggs? Like snails. They lay their eggs in like uh, ponds and stuff attached to like leaves. So kind of the same thing here. Or dragonflies. That's a little teaser for the thing I learned on Reddit. Just just dropping oh, cool. that. Uh, not Ooh, really, I'm but excited. you'll see. Okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. 
So that's <laughs> where the embryo actually is going to develop. And that protective capsule acts as a life support machine and it contains mm. everything that the baby embryo could need. I call it a baby, the baby shark. How has that not come up yet? Because we just got to the baby section. Baby, dude, you know that video has like hundreds of billions of views. Yeah, if only we had come up with it first. I know. That'd be amazing. And that embryo absorbs nutrients from the yolk sac before hatching and emerges as a mini version of the adult. Okay, right. Like a like if you think about like a baby chick, chicken, you know, like a little Yep. That that's kind of how they would work as well. Yeah, I'm thinking they look probably more like a snake egg. Yeah, I would or like a turtle egg maybe yeah where it's like a softer yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i think like if, you, softer... if you think about that what's really cool is these egg cases can actually be found washed up on beaches and oh. it's you can actually tell the species they belong to by their size and shape which is pretty really cool. different different shapes yes what's really cool is that by, by telling the size and shape you actually help shark conservation um, by searching for them in part of the great egg case hunt which is kind of fun that is fun. So people are so next taking time, note of the egg shape and size to tell what species are around. That's interesting. Yeah, because then you can tell what baby sharks are hatching in the area. Right. That's cool. Yeah. The great egg case hunt. <laughs> kind of fun. Uh, it's a great name. I like that. Okay. Now we have the confusing one. The Ovi Vivi Paris. Okay. Yeah. The ovoviviparis. So instead of laying her eggs, the female will carry them inside her body. Also, can we talk about how these sharks have evolved so much that like they like different species do different reproductive things? How did that happen? Yeah, humans can't even do that. Well, we also haven't been around for 400 million years. But like, could you imagine? No, that's so that's totally true, though. Like, yeah, they've been around for 400 million years They've had a lot of time crazy. to branch and these ones do something different than these ones. It's so crazy. It's so but, crazy. Yeah. What if humans could like lay an egg? <laughs> just sit on an egg. <laughs> just sit, you know, you just, just pop out an egg and then, you know, sit on it for a couple hours a day. I mean, we kind of do. We have an egg that comes That's out of true. the ovaries. That's true. So we kind of had lay an egg. It's not quite the same. Egg is involved at some point of the yeah. process yeah okay so the ovi vivi paris so instead of laying the egg the female will carry it inside of her body providing extra safety from potential predators and then the embryo develops within an egg case that has a thin membrane and once developed the baby shark will hatch inside the mother whoa and then gives birth to the live little one okay so in some species, the pups aren't born immediately after hatching. Instead, they stay in the uterus where they feed off the unfertilized eggs. I don't. Well, OK, I, I don't know why I'm so like grossed out by that, because I guess that's kind of how humans are born. But not not the first part, but the second part. Right. Like the baby's Sometimes like alive in there. Do this. And, and then it's you know born later after but something about that i mean obviously the part about it eating uh it's the unfertilized eggs around it that's interesting and kind of gross i just think it's really crazy yeah so i mean humans are kind of like this like the baby is technically in a little sack that's yeah, like a thin yeah. membrane wall 
So like, yeah. this is kind of like humans in a way, but like I think the difference is we're doing one and they're doing like four or five. And well, I guess this happens sometimes with twins. One of them gets like reabsorbed. Dude, that's true. Twins out there. We've had some twins right in, haven't we? Yeah. Well, but they they weren't they weren't a twin that absorbed the other one in the in the yeah. <laughs> in It's actually so. pretty common. But I think this is crazy. I just can't believe that the like this the the shark is like alive within the mother's body at this point, and it's feeding yeah. off the unfertilized eggs. Yeah, that's the part that really uh, takes it to a different area for me. Yeah, sand tiger pups okay. not only eat the unfertilized eggs, okay. but if they're the first one to hatch, they eat their unhatched siblings too. Oh my gosh. There can only be one. <laughs> wow. Apparently. <laughs> the worst luck if you're not the first one out. Yeah, that's called um intrauterine cannibalism. In case you're looking for a term. I don't <laughs> sure. know what other species sure. do it, but this one is called <laughs> intrauterine cannibalism. I huh. listen. I guess at the end of the day here, we're talking about sharks. Did you expect anything less gruesome <laughs> no, from I sharks? <laughs> like I, I feel also like didn't all this... expect to learn this much about like shark reproductive well, systems and like know. how baby sharks are actually born. But it's well, kind of crazy. Like it's are. so cool. <laughs> but I feel like this Next whole time thing sharks we're, we're... come up in combo. We're getting like lulled into this place of like, oh, babies and blah, 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 whatever. And it's like, these are still sharks we're talking about here. They're, these they're, are still sharks. Know, they're a little scary and they eat their babies or the babies yeah. eat themselves and their siblings, whatever. I don't know. But also like they're not like elephants or humans where they really mm -hmm. care for their young. It's very much just kind of like, oh, there's a baby. Right, they just kind of fall out cool. and go they just, on. It's literally just for like extending life. It's not right. like the mom is there to take care of them. I think there's like very few select mammals. And I think it's a mammal thing because dolphins, elephants, humans, once you're a part of that family herd or group, you're with them for life. With sharks, right. lions, tigers, anything else, it's just kind of like you grow up and then you're on your own. Yeah, well, sharks especially. I mean, sharks are are solitary creatures. They don't have like yeah. a squad that they no. roll with. So it's not a thing for them. No, so absolutely. Like the second that baby pops out, it's like, okay, get out, go. Yeah, they might teach them how to hunt, and like that's all they got. Yeah, yeah, they're not sticking around. Oh gosh. Okay, so there's one more. <laughs> So this is okay. the one that Cohen wanted to know about. And this is okay. the viviparous. And this is the most advanced method of reproduction. So the baby shark develops inside the mother's body, receiving nutrients and oxygen through an umbilical cord, very much like humans. Okay. And this is the same method used by mammals. But unlike mammals, when the pups are born, they're immediately independent and have to fend for themselves. Right. There you go. So like we just talked about where mammals like an elephant, like they will nurse their babies. Well, I mean like humans, right? Yeah, Is humans. A like, very clear Yeah, example. like they have to like take care of the baby. 
Sharks yeah. don't have an area for the baby to nurse. It's like the shark I, comes out and immediately <laughs> has to eat blood. Like just be, it's not yeah, <laughs> just be a big shark already yeah. immediately. Like you're a shark now. I've always thought that about human babies because you'll see, you know, like, yeah, like elephants, cows. Yeah, like ho- cows, horses or whatever. Like they come out and I mean, sure, they're they're small and the mom still takes care of them. But yeah. they're like up and walking around and can eat and do stuff. And it's like humans are the worst. Like we how <laughs> how are we the apex predator? Because a baby comes out and it's just like a sack of useless uh human for uh many months many years basically years years (laughs) like for years it is a useless little thing yeah you're so right (laughs) it's it's a an interesting thought uh the yeah humans without other humans around we ain't lasting too long after birth no literally elephants give birth and it's like that baby's up within like two seconds and walking around and like a part of the herd like, oh yeah, yeah. They're they're moving. up and hanging out. Yeah, but also they like house the baby for like almost. I think it's a full. It's like eighteen months. That's true. Elephant pregnancy is very long. I don't know. It's very interesting, actually. Now that we think yeah. about that, man, yeah. I'm like fully. I'm fully locked in on this whole thing. It's kind of interesting. <laughs> also, side note: some female sharks can reproduce without a male to fertilize the eggs. Whoa. Talk about not needing a man. <laughs> hey, yeah. Strong, independent woman. <laughs> yeah. This is known as parthenogenesis or a virgin birth. And it has been documented in bonnet heads, black tips, okay. and zebra sharks. Wow. I mean, like evolutionarily, that makes sense, right? Like if, if, somebody, if something could yeah. evolve, like it would go in that direction because that's just one less piece of the puzzle you need. Right. But is that not so crazy? Like to me, I think whether you believe in evolution or not, this is adaptation. They couldn't find a male. They did it themselves. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, I think for me, it just speaks to the progressiveness, if you will. Is that the word? Or like the uniqueness of how they have evolved and listen, yeah. if you're someone out there that's like, evolution is the worst thing in the world, okay, relax. Because evolu- this is my tangent for the day. Evolution in the context <laughs> that you're thinking about it, it like between like Darwin and God and blah, 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 like, okay, relax, number one. Evolution is a term for us to, evo- to describe how something is changing. I'm not saying we came from monkeys, like, relax. I don't know if we did or didn't. No one knows. Well, we'll never know. So, like, whatever. I will say this is a science podcast, so you should have known what you were getting into coming into it. Yeah, but you know. But like (laughs) for me, I think evolution is a grandiose thing, and it's more of a this is the term to describe how species are adapting properly and like Mm. evolving to be apex dominant things. Mm -hmm. Like think about dogs, for example. Like they've evolved into being house pets. They're not thriving on their own out in the wilderness. Right. Obviously, I mean, I think, you know, the domestication of dogs, like humans played a role in that, obviously, but you can't domesticate sharks. (laughs) Could you imagine? (laughs) No. Uh, I don't even know how that would happen, but or what that would look like. But um like you said, like couldn't find a mate, couldn't find a male. 
will the choice is either uh, don't give birth and then the species of shark dies off or yeah. it evolves over the year, many probably many thousands of years to then not need one and it can do it without it to continue the um, breed that uh, group of sharks. Which I don't even know how that happens. Like how does a species evolve that is to the point of like not needing to reproduce? Well, not needing yeah. like a male and female to reproduce. Kind of crazy. Kind of wild. It is. Um, feels like a whole nother thing. Yeah. I mean, it is. That is very fascinating. I would be curious just to like read into that and see if there is like specifics on how it actually does that. Because everything yeah. else, you know, we know about. Uh, like reproduction is obviously two two things coming together uh, yeah. to make one thing. To make one. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that that is interesting. But that's what I got on uh, sharks and uh, their birth style. Cohen. Okay. Hope we answered some questions slash made you a little bit more curious about sharks and Shark. how they do just, what they do. Just sharks, man. Freaking sharks. sharks. Okay. So I teased it halfway through there because you mentioned snails. Yeah, I, I'm 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 on the edge of my seat about what you got. <laughs> you know, uh, just some classic Reddit scrolling through and just come across <laughs> just some fantastic things. This one's actually, uh, like I said, you were you were excited, and I was like, mm, maybe don't be because it's not great. Oh no! Let me just go ahead and read the headline. Okay, I'm ready. Why snails are one of the deadliest creatures? Wait. What? <laughs> Before I like get into the uh, what that actually is talking about, have you ever heard of? It's like a meme at this point on the internet about the hypothetical bet of like you get a million dollars or whatever sum, a billion dollars, but then there's always a snail hunting you, and if it touches you, you die. Have you ever heard that? No. What? It's like it's like an old internet thing that like I said, it's become a meme at this point. And I, I see it every now and then on Reddit, people talking about it. Um, but it yeah, the gist is you get this sum of money, but then you always there's always a snail that knows exactly where you are and it's always coming for you, and if it touches you, you die. Is that like referring to like someone chasing you or something, like trying to get your money or like No, it's just, just a, it's I don't a snail. Understand. It's just a snail. Just snailing <laughs> after you, and if it touches you, you you die, and that's you know there's it's like a like I said over the years it's like a okay. thought experiment of people being like you know well what would you do how would you get rid of the snail like what or you know what could happen can you well, trap that, the snail I think you can I think the only uh, thing is that the snail is like immortal you can't kill it it can't be killed. Maybe I put um, like an air tag on it so I know where it is. <laughs> hey, there you go. There's a nice <laughs> can make it play a, nice a sound. Like <laughs> yeah, play a sound on the air tag. So you would just like you would move to like another country and then maybe I don't know how long it would take a snail to to come all the way across. It would have to go through the ocean or like take a boat. I so guess. we're talking about a snail moving at like a normal speed, right? Like normal, yeah. Snail from speed? everything I've, or, okay. from everything I've seen, it's just like a a regular snail. What if it's just trying to be your friend? <laughs> this whole time, it's just a misunderstood snail. It just wants to be <laughs> <Yeah>. friends. <laughs> what if it's just like, hey, 
I mean, can you take it with you instead? Like, just take it places with you. Like, put it in a little box. Like, I would just you just put can't it in a box if it touches and take it everywhere you, with me. If it touches you, you die. That's the. Is that's it trying thing. to touch me, or is it like? Yes. Yeah, it's it's okay. actively coming after you. That's the that's. The, I would just put uh, it in a little scenario. terrarium with like a very sealed <laughs> lock. For anyone that wants a good read, I don't know the exact search thing, but there is a very like old school classic Reddit thread where it. I want to say it was like one of the first times this hypothetical scenario was posed and the responses on it are like some of the best I've ever read on Reddit. And like <laughs> one of them, I mean like this person typed like literally a book about what they oh would do. Gosh. And it, I feel like it ended with like shooting the snail into space Oh, that's a good solution. Yeah, I mean, it was elaborate. They had thought it out. This is a great thought experiment. Guys, let us know. <laughs> write in and let us know what you guys would do. This is very thought-provoking. There's so many different things that you could do. What would be your guys' solution? I like this. It's, this is great. It's a great... No, I mean, that's why it was like so popular on... Oh, just over the years on the internet. Like, I've seen it a billion times. Yeah. I think... Okay, wait. I think I found the original post. We'll also put the link in our show notes. So you guys can go and check it out. You and a super intelligent snail both get $1 million. <laughs> oh, no, we're super intelligent. We both get a million dollars. Okay, okay. This changes yeah, the I don't game. Know, I don't know what a snail's doing with a million dollars, but whatever. <laughs> uh, and you both become immortal. However, you die if the snail touches you. It always knows where you are and slowly crawls towards you. What's your plan? But okay. Let me get back to what, why we're even talking about this. <laughs> Freshwater snails carry a parasitic disease which infects nearly 250 million people and causes over 200 deaths a year. What? Now I have to be scared of snails? From what I've seen, I think this where is, is common. This is common in uh, tropical Asia or like sub-Saharan Africa area. Oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. Yes, this this is all tracking. That's where the deadly mosquitoes are too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, so I, I don't know if you're, you know, in the US, I don't think this uh, parasite is here, um, which, and I will say, the snail's kind of getting a bad rap here. It's yeah. just a it's it's just like a vessel for the parasite. The snail is not actually killing people, um, which would be hilarious. Uh, <laughs> it's just carrying oh a parasite, which is not good. So, how do you get the parasite though? I think that's what I'm confused about. Like, do you have to touch your face? Does the snail bite you? Like, is it through the slime? Basically, it's uh, it's it's through water. So, if the snail is in okay. water. You get in the water, oh. the parasite exits the snail, enters you, and um, here's the crazy thing. It can actually be dormant in your blood for years before showing itself, like making itself known. What? Yeah. The name of this parasite, in case anyone's curious, it's ridiculous. It's one of those science words that has like 40 syllables. And silent letters. <laughs> Schistosomiasis, schistosomiasis, something like that. Okay, sure. Uh, snails have it. They can, they can just like, um, it's like a bat with rabies. You know what I mean? Like they can just have uh, it yeah, on yeah, themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then 
it's transmitted through water. So if you get in a body of water where these snails are hanging, it can travel yeah. through the water, enter in you, and go to your blood. That's wild. <laughs> yeah. I think the crazy thing about it, I mean, obviously, it's kind of funny that it's a snail uh, killing people. Yeah. Um, but it's actually the parasite that the snail has. But the crazy part is it can it can lay dormant in people's bodies for years. That's so wild. It's kind of like Lyme's disease. Yeah. And like from what I've read, you know, you might get a few symptoms and those symptoms are basically just like fatigue or, you know, like brain fog or something. Um, and then 10 years <laughs> so later, every, it could kill you. ever? <laughs> Yeah, I was That's like, shoot, so I've got insane. this. Okay, cool. I yeah, probably have seriously. snail worms. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, there you go. That's, oh, what I, that's what I learned on Reddit. Steer clear of freshwater snails because uh, they are killing people. In Africa people. and Asia. That's crazy. Yeah. 200,000 deaths a year. That one. I feel like it has to be in areas that like it's standing water, it's dirty, it's like yeah. I can't yeah. imagine this is in like moving bodies of water. No, because I make think any sense. No, yeah, it would it would need to be you know I mean the same if you're if you're smart, the same rules apply of yeah like looking yeah. at water and and whatever because yeah i mean if it's if it's standing water then it's easier for those parasites to swim Sit. through it and make their way into you just be smart around water <laughs> just be smart around water and snails obviously and sharks snails. <laughs> and sharks <It'd> be <laughs> okay here's something i just thought about I don't know what the exact oh, no. number of uh, shark deaths are a year, but I have to think it's less than this snail. <laughs> and that's I hilarious. I think it is too, honestly. Yeah, there's no way a shark is killing 200,000 people a year. Or like killing them after 10 years. Yeah, <laughs> a delayed death. Like, what's more deadly, you guys? Let us know in the comments, <laughs> like in your rating and review, in your email, whatever it is. What do you guys vote is more deadly, the snail or the shark? We'll put it on Spotify as the question, <laughs> meaning you have to listen to the end to actually understand the context. The, uh, uh, I think that'll be the title of this episode is <laughs> what is more deadly, a shark or a snail? <laughs> I Listen, my vote's the snail. I think it's the real apex predator here. I agree with you. I'm here for snail. I think that snail is scarier than the shark. Yeah, especially <laughs> if it has a million dollars. Even the one that has a million, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going snail with a million dollars. That that's yeah. that's smarter than me. Game over. I'm dead. Yeah. I'm literally dead from the snail. There's no that's way hilarious. it'll get you. We gotta go. We gotta go. This is getting too yeah. out of hand. We could joke about this forever. Yeah, you guys, let us know what you're on team more deadly, snail or shark. God, this was a great episode. I loved this. <laughs> Please feel free to, if you've got the strategy to survive the snail, let us know. I want to hear it. Please. Please let us know. You can uh, leave a rating interview on Apple Podcasts. That really helps out the podcast. Uh, respond to the Q&A thing on Spotify, YouTube comments, or you can send us an email at randomtheorypod at gmail.com. We're reading all of those things. We are. You guys are the best science pals. Let us know if you're OGRT. You guys mean yes. the world to us. We'll be back next week with some more random science. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. <laughs>